Is it in order, Dan? Is it in order? Yes, turn up the energy. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Away, away, away. I don't think you're insulting anyone there, Philip. Who could I be insulting there, too? I refuse the piano dice, my mother name. Set the beer, I yell the man. He said, Sack up, but I kill me. I sneak out, drink in the man. Must have fallen no yo for the club with the parties and her over. Temple boys and team boys for me. The cackies would come more. What? Dan, are you not turned up right now? Like you, you seem very subdued. You're not turned up as a definitely. You know, it's it's um it's just fear, fear. You know, having spent cro- close proximity to you know uh-huh. Uh-huh. different uh, different groups. You know, I know how. You know, so it's just it's just awareness that I might have to go back. Oh, there, I see. I see what you did there. Awareness. Philip, what we agreed is we're going to start this show with a classic meme, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. to remind you of what the internet was like before. Yes, before, before Cape Town, Cape Town so, Gom, Cape Town Gom is they call it. Cape Town Gom. Yeah, before, yeah, before fans of that uh, unwashed um, misogynist. This is what I'm taking you back to. One resident describes her horrifying experience when she first realized the complex was on fire. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop. And then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I ran for my life. And then the smoke got her. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Well, I woke up to go give me a cold pop. Well, her name. Well, her 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 pseudonym, her alias is Sweet Brown. Her real name is Kimberly Wilkins. She was being interviewed on the news. Many of the people may actually recall the news clip that that spawned this this uh, evergreen meme. Ain't nobody got time for that. Has become a classic statement. And I mean, you know, it was after there was a, a, a building. It was local news. Her building, apartment building, got set on fire. She said, "Hey, I got bronchitis, but ain't nobody got time for that." And now look, classic meme. You're welcome. So this this happened back in 2012, and uh, it's been 11 years of people saying ain't nobody got time for that in reference to her. I know people said it before, but there's no way now that you're saying it without reference to that meme. It is what it is. Consider yourself educated. You're welcome. So listeners, notice how Dan takes pleasure, joy, interest, uh, enjoyment. He finds a source of entertainment from the 
pain, the pain of black people, not only black people, but the black woman, a black mother at that. This woman had literally just lost her home, ravaged by fire. She now has lung and breathing problems. And what does Dan do? Oh, it's a meme. <laughs> Ain't nobody has time for that. <laughs> Dan. Hi. Phil, I want to remind you. The lightning that will strike you is doing press-ups right now. The lightning that will strike you. The majority, the majority of humor is built upon trauma. That's what you must remember. Humor is not necessary when everything is fine. Humor is necessary when things are tough. When you're going through it, that's when you need something that will make you laugh. Mm. So I associate difficult, traumatic times with jokes. That's how I cope. That's how I handle it. It is what it is. And I make no apology for it. Plus, I'm not the one who made the meme. I'm simply explaining what the meme is. Mm, the meme. It's a meme, Dan. The meme, as Stana says. All right, listen. Meme, 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 It is important for us to do tradition, to start the show properly. So I have to ask, yo. Good to go. Sound of the them. Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twin Balls. It's your boy Danny, that guy, aka Danos the Mad Titan, aka Denford, Wekumarayani, aka Denimbi, my life, your entertainment, aka I'm done with these streets. Catch me dead. Ever talking or fighting or debating with an ex on Twitter? What? Are you kidding me? AKA Akuna Moon Wendy Danmo. Listen, guys, realistically, if you were in a relationship with someone, how do you fight in front of everyone? There's too much ammo. It's mutually assured destruction. Just leave it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, welcome to another episode, boys and girls. Before we continue, Dan, just to make sure, have you got permission from your wife to, to be here? Did she give you the go ahead? Have I got what? Permission from your wife to be here and speak. To be on Zoom. Just to speak publicly about your business. Did she give you permission to speak? Yeah, for she knows about it. She knows about it. And she, she's okay with that? She's hmm. okay with you speaking about it? Of course, she's okay with it. I'm a high-value man, Philip. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Are you also a pilot? It's going to make sure the make sure the door's closed. <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he's able to only the unmistakable, the irrefutable, the unquestionable Phil Chad, aka Flame Love, the big boss, baby. AK Sexington Lovu, aka Filthy Phil, aka DJ Mkaraji, and of course, a sham where we and the drinky. Welcome back, guys. You good? Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, guys. Another episode of Two Broke Twimbos. We are happy to have you with us. And uh, as usual, we're going to start the show with something we call Zimbabweans doing it big, where we celebrate Zimbabweans and indeed Africans all across the world who are doing big things in whatever fields they may be in. So allow me to introduce you to someone that we may have briefly mentioned once upon a time on this podcast, but let's actually dig deep into her story. Uh, she is a Zimbabwean artist who is based in the UK who um, goes by the name of Rachel Chinouriri. This, uh, this past month, she had uh, an article uh, on Sky where she revealed how a drunk text got her on tour She did a tweet thread. It was actually a tweet thread which got picked up, but anyway. Oh, pretty dope. Uh, well, I read it on Sky, on Sky News. So shout out to her tweet thread. Um, but yeah, basically, 
she saw that Louis Capaldi had tagged her because she was doing like a cover of his song. And uh, she hit him up while she was drunk. Later on, like after this tag that had happened. And uh, she said she would happily volunteer as tribute. She says when she woke up the next day, probably hungover, she noticed that uh, the message she had sent, the DM she had sent had been seen. And then she was like, damn, what have I done? Do I have to tell management? Have I just blackballed myself? And the next thing you know, she got the call. She was going to be part of Louis Capaldi's tour. What? Congratulations to Rachel Gino Wadidi. We focused, I mean, we've, we've, uh, we've uh, shouted her out before because, you know, she's getting uh, a little bit of recognition uh, doing her thing. But yeah, she's in Zimbabwe and out in the UK um, uh, to be more be more specific let me i want i want to see the ex, the specific place that she's based in actually that doesn't matter she's just in the uk there so yeah so uh shout out to to uh rachel chino Riri and uh getting herself into this very advantageous situation just by drunk texting if there's any lesson to be learned from this guys is send a text when you've had too much to drink just send mm-hmm. it you never know what will come just shoot your shot you know there are no consequences or repercussions just shoot the shot so uh, yeah, it mm. is what it is. Um, Philip, our mm. last episode was a, a somber episode, and we had much debate on this episode. And I think mm. now is the time for us to address that. Mm. Yeah. So uh, to catch, just to catch everyone up on what the situation is, if you've been following Two Broke Tumbles, you'll uh, you'll know that our last episode was the AKA tribute episode where we threw back to some uh, classic interviews that we had with him. We actually have multiple interviews with him. And we were basically celebrating the life that of AKA as people who were fans of his music. Um, however, you will also notice that Phil recorded a, a little bit of a disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast. And those of you who are patrons in the Patreon group, you would know that this was a subject of much debate. What you may not know is behind the scenes, Phil and I uh, spoke vigorously on this issue. Long story short, um, after we had recorded, but just before we released during the editing process, uh, there were some new revelations. Um, we had come to believe that um, AKA's ex-fiance, Anele Tembe, had uh, killed herself. But some new evidence seems to suggest that AKA may have been directly involved in her death. Um, I do want to say that at the moment, this is merely evidence that was put forward by her family. So it's not like this is uh, anything conclusive, but the evidence is quite damning. Just taking a quick look on it. So there was a lot of debate between us that do we really want to be celebrating someone who could potentially have killed someone in in an abusive situation like that? And you know what I said to Phil, and, and Phil obviously can speak about now, I said to Phil, like, listen, we recorded it based on the information that we knew. I think we should put it out and simply explain in our next episode with if that the fact that there's new information. Also, at the same time, um, I I have the belief and the and the thought process that we all in in whatever situation we're in in any given moment, it's based on what we have, it's based on what we know, it's based on where we are at that time. Sometime later we grow. Sometime later we may become different people. Better, worse, who knows, whatever the, di- the direction is. That doesn't change or invalidate the moment that you're in at the time. So I don't think 
I didn't think, for, in my opinion, I didn't think it was wrong to celebrate AKA. In fact, even now, despite that evidence coming out, I still feel that he had an impact on me with his music. And as much as I hate to hear that he may not have been the best person, to put it very lightly, um, it still doesn't change the fact that his music had an impact on me. And celebrating that, um, you know, it didn't feel like it was wrong to me. But at the same time, I also understood Phil's viewpoint. Maybe you want to speak about that as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I touched briefly on it last week. Uh, Dan and I, we, you and I had a conversation. Um, and though I understood where you were coming from, my thought process was, and obviously it's also informed by past experience because um, I've been on the wrong side of these things before. And you always want to err on the side of caution. And my thinking was, <clears throat> hey, I, I was, and I still am a massive AK fan. Um, as I mentioned, I knew him personally, but we weren't close to anything. But that, it also, it makes it more difficult. It's the same reason why, like, in, even in the midst of, like, all the accusations against Bill Cosby, and I'm not likening the two, but I'm just using to draw parallel. Even in the midst of all the accusations against Bill Cosby, we saw so many individuals who we'd normally assume are intelligent, um, well-thought, understanding, compassionate men and women coming out in defense of Bill Cosby because they had seen so much of the good he had done. They couldn't reconcile that someone who had done so much good could have been even capable of so much evil. And... I was very aware of the Anelia story. And even then I was like, yo, this doesn't look great, but I'm giving him the benefit mm. of the doubt. And then I don't know if you, if you remember this, Dan, but AKA went offline after Anelia killed, well, Anelia died. And then he came mm. back. Do you remember what his first post was when he came back on, on Instagram and social media? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's a video of him smoking in the middle of a field and the camera's going around him and the song playing is pissing on your grave. And I was like, whoa. Uh, was that a, like, did he not know what this might insinuate? Does he, is he not reading the room? Is he oblivious to the conversation that's happening, you know what I mean? Because I can't infer what he's thinking. But to me, it was just like, yeah. at the very least, it was just in poor taste or not thought out. And at the very worst, it's damn near malicious and instigating to the surviving members of her family. So there yeah. was that. And then there was um, his rehabilitation, the project he did with Costa Titch then him releasing a lot more features and then eventually starting to release his own music and then him being very public and outspoken with Nadia. And then the interviews he did with Slicko and the interview they did with the Sobring that we mentioned in the previous episode. So there was... Quite, from my side, it was just a lot of uncertainty. And I was just like, you know what? I, I don't know for sure. But was your behavior exemplary? No. Not forgetting the the breaking down the door and the tweets from Anele and the accusations of abuse before. It was just a lot to process. And 
sometimes sometimes it's hard being and I'm not even being ironic or joking. I said sometimes it's hard being woke. I remember I, I I had an old friend, and she was just like, "Phil, are you happy?" I was like, "Why?" She's like, "Phil, are you and your friends happy?" I'm like, "Why?" I was like, "The problem is you guys know so much. How can you be happy? Because you're always complaining about what's wrong in the world." And it was kind of a joke, but it's kind of true. It's kind of tough, and sometimes you just resign yourself into shit, guys. I don't even want to know anything bad about this person. I just want to enjoy the art. I just want to enjoy. It's like. Can you imagine watching a movie or TV show? And without a shadow of a doubt, I don't think there's a movie or TV show that exists where at least one member of the cast or the crew involved in making that show did something egregious or heinous or maybe even illegal. And if if that kept coming to light, like it started ruining the show for you. You know what I mean? So it's very difficult to figure out where that line is. Like, where do my morals end and where do I suspend my disbelief or, or, or what I know? Um, but bringing it back to this AK thing, I think reading that article, put it over there, it was like, yo, um, a lot of the stuff, I, 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 it was inconclusive, but when I coupled the stuff that I already knew, plus this was just like, yeah, this is a lot. Um, this doesn't look good. And I yeah. don't want, especially with the brand that we've tried to build, the messaging that we've shared on this podcast and the fact that our most vigorous and fervent supporters are black women, I wouldn't want us to disregard them just for the sake of content because it feels like everyone just abandons their morals for content. You know what I mean? Or no, no, do I also want to ignore or desecrate AKA's memory but it was just, it was just, it was, I, it was just, I, honestly, I understand that. Yeah. I, I understand that, but I, I view things differently. Um, and there's room for both viewpoints. So uh, this is not to try and say you shouldn't think that way or whatever, but I'm just sharing how I, how I see it. I think that saying I'm a fan of, because our podcast is not, do you know what I mean? Our, um, Something I said to Phil and something I often say to people, our podcast is not a policy announcement. It's not a manifesto of a government. It's not um, a news report. It's not, it's literally two guys who are talking. That's what it is. It's you and me just talking, our thoughts, our experiences, our knowledge, sharing what we've learned, sharing our opinions. That's what it is. And our listeners have grown to like us because those who do like us, and I'm sure there's some who don't like us because of the same opinions and thoughts, but the, the, those who follow us, follow us because we are simply sharing our thoughts. And I think as much as we try to be responsible to a reasonable extent, like to a reasonable extent, we're like, we're not just going to say any old thing that comes into our head. Because, you know, there's a, there's, even if, even if you, you and a friend are talking, you don't just say anything. There's still a, an element of being decent, being responsible, being human. Um, at the same time, though, there's, there's a balance because on the one hand, there's PR. And on the other hand, there's, um, you know, being completely disrespectful and just saying any single thought that comes into your head. You want a balance of somewhere in the middle where you're simply sharing your thoughts, opinions, views, feelings. But at the same time, you're being somewhat responsible. So, you know, so you don't necessarily want to unnecessarily offend people or you don't, want, you don't necessarily want to um, uh, uh, marginalize communities or anything like that. So my thought process in this situation is Dan and Phil are simply sitting down and sharing their opinions and thoughts. 
We are sitting here talking about how we feel about AKA. We are not, as we, while doing that, we must be responsible, obviously, to acknowledge some of the other conversations that are happening. But at the same time, should I hide the fact that I like AKA's music? Or should I hide the fact that his music had an influence on me? Or that meeting him was something that I enjoyed? Yes, of course. I, of course. Obviously. I, I was worried. And I mean, I still don't 100% know. But now with the sneaking suspicion that uh, he probably was that bad a person. But his music was so dope, though. I feel like having that conversation and even taking time to say his music was dope is not um, in any way insulting any groups. Um, at the same time, it's very understandable if someone feels very strongly or it's triggered and so on. It's like, uh, I can't listen to Dan uh, talking about his favorite AKA songs when this is the feeling that I get whenever I think of AKA. That makes sense. But at the same time, should I pretend that I don't like AKA? I'm just telling you what my thoughts and feelings are. I could decide that mm, maybe because this is such a, I'll give a simple example. And I, I think uh, it's one that's a li- at least a little far, a little further away from us. So it's easier to talk more objectively. When, um, when that Surviving R. Kelly documentary came out, my feelings about R. Kelly's music changed. And it, I found it much more difficult to listen to an R. Kelly song without thinking of everything behind it. But it's not like before I watched that documentary, it's not like I didn't know the things he was accused of. I knew. But when Step in the Love, Step in the Name of Love came on at a wedding, like, oh, snap. This is the one we're going to do that electric slide to. You know, and it's not like I didn't know. So if, if I'm speaking to someone and I'm trying to be authentic and I'm trying to be real and I'm trying to just share what my thoughts and opinions are, I feel like it would be somewhat disingenuous to act like, I will never listen to an R. Kelly song again. I think it's, it's probably more authentic for me to say, listen, yo, I am aware of some of the things that are going on with R. Kelly and that makes me not like him as a person and I don't want to support his music. But damn, some of those songs be bangers though. I feel like that's, that's, a, that's an authentic statement as opposed to, oh, I hate that man 100%. And obviously with time, uh, with, you know, I guess, I guess um, maybe it comes with processing things in your mind or maybe thinking about it or meditating on it or whatever it is. I'm now in the space where probably whenever I listen to an R. Kelly song, it makes me go, oh. But it, I wasn't always like that, even though I knew some of those things. Bringing it back to AKA, which is a little bit more difficult to be objective because this is someone we've actually met and someone we've interviewed and someone who's, you know, who's a lot closer to home. I think it's still fair for me to, to just share my genuine, authentic feelings, which is I liked his music. I liked watching him in interviews. I liked the way that he spoke about certain things. There were some things I didn't like, of course. And then when I read about some of these allegations of abuse, that horrified me. I hated that. But that didn't immediately make me dislike his music or think he's not cool in those interviews. It didn't make me feel that. So I'm simply genuinely, authentically sharing what my thoughts and opinions are. At the same time, though, obviously, it would be irresponsible of me not to acknowledge that there's these allegations that are hanging over his head and to understand if some people don't like me talking about it in this way, this is not something you want to consume in terms of content. 
completely understandable. So that's kind of how I see it. I didn't see it as if it's a slap in people's faces. I think we must be responsible, meaning we don't just say whatever's in our head, but at the same time, somewhat authentic. Probably with time, maybe as more information comes out and as I am exposed to more uh, um, you know, of the feelings of people involved and so on, I might find myself developing a distaste for his music. Perhaps. In that case, I would still want to share that with my listeners. So that's kind of the headspace I'm in. Like, I'm just shit. Dan and Phil are just sitting here talking what's on their head. We are not here, you know, this is not a, a document that's being submitted to the Secretary General of the United Nations or something that we need to make sure says everything correctly and it has to be factually accurate. We're just sharing the thoughts and opinions we have while trying to be somewhat responsible as we do so. That's kind of how I see it. No, so I, I certainly wa- wasn't... So in this world, Dan, I think one of the byproducts of people having a voice and people standing up against abusers and alleged abuse and people that excuse abuse is sometimes full context or there's no room for context to be absorbed before there's a reaction. And you and I have discussed it before. Sometimes even after you've explained it, it's too late because the damage has been done. The hurt has been caused, the outrage has burned through. And that's what I was saying. Because literally the report had dropped as we were about to upload the episode. Um, that's when the legal team for the Better family released their findings. And the day before is when the National Prosecution Authority announced that... Um, they weren't prosecuting that case as a criminal case. They were ruling it as a suicide. So with the timing, I was just like, on the end, it was obviously the day of AK's memorial. So emotions and tensions were high. I was just, I was just trying to err on the side of caution. And I think ultimately, uh, I think we, we made the right decision by releasing, but also I just felt it necessary to lay that disclaimer because even in the Patreon group, when we put it to our listeners, there were people that were like, scrap the episode. And even though the majority of people still voted for the episode to be released, I don't want to disregard their suggestion. Or I want to make sure that they understand, hey, we hear you. We understand. We're not ignoring your feelings or concerns. However, we're also going with our opinions and also the opinions of the majority of the paying listeners. Keep in mind, paying listeners. So that that, that wasn't my thinking. but yeah, um, I think ultimately we're, we're just trying to do our best. So if we messed up, we're sorry. But I, I think our listeners or the people that can know that we, both of us, are trying to do our best and our hearts are in the right place and we're trying to, you know, we're trying to do better. And if if we misstepped, we apologize. But I think you and I both made um, um, a thoughtful decision. You... I don't think we look, I mean, again, you know, we want, again, we want to be responsible. So that's fine. I get that. We're, we're trying to be responsible. By the way, uh, if you're wondering what, what, what we mean in terms of some people wanted, some people didn't want, Phil and I decided to take this to our Patreon group to be like, hey guys, this is the episode we have. This is the context that exists. Should we release or should we not? You guys are actually fortunate because a lot of people started voting release only for the patrons. 
And then others were like, I don't release for everyone. Yo, Some people said, don't release. You you guys are lucky because Dai Mam's Snowden's why episode Yacho. But anyway, um, long story short, I, I I don't want to. You know what I've been thinking about a lot lately? I've been thinking about. It's it's funny how you said when you said earlier how it's difficult to be woke. I don't I don't think it's a bad thing to know things and to take people's feelings into consideration. But you're right. It is difficult to be air quotes woke. But I think it's a good thing to take people's feelings into consideration. I do also think that you can take that a bit too far. I do also think that living your life to not offend anyone is limiting yourself. I think there should be a reasonable balance that where I can not hurt people around me, I'm going to do my best not to. But I'm not going to live my whole life based on what people want out of me. You know, there's a, there's a good balance in between those two. So, for example, in this, exa- in this situation of AKA, if AKA is absolutely proven to be an abuser and a murderer, there are some people who will take that and still be like, damn, that sucks, man, but I like his music. And I don't think that's unreasonable. I don't think that's wrong. I don't think you're hurting people around you. Because if I am putting it in your face and pushing it in your face, you must listen to AKA, that's, that's rude. That's, that's unreasonable. But if I'm like, hey, damn, I know all this about him, but I'm going to listen to his music, though. You, you, all you people who are whining to Vibes Cartel. <laughs> damn, let's, let's not do whataboutism right now. Let's not do whataboutism. No, let's hear me out. My point is, it is fair for someone to say, I can't listen to that murderer. But the, because it's further away from us, we sometimes see the context a little bit differently. And when it's closer to us, we um, sometimes we overreact. But at the same time, if you are affected, it's also understandable and it's fair. But anyway, long story short, I do agree with Phil. I do think we made the, the right decision to put the episode out. Um, I, I do think we were also responsible in the way we spoke about it and we acknowledged the situation that was going on based on the information that we had. So, yeah, just, just to address that, I thought that we should, we should start by saying that. Uh, but, yeah, did you watch the memorial? I couldn't. Um, what was going on last week, Friday? I, I just wasn't in a good space mentally. Yo, my mental health is in the pits these days. Guys, oh, it's tough. It's a miracle I'm recording today. But uh, yeah, it was just really tough. I was really busy. I did catch some clips. So I, I watched like Oskido's speech. Um, I, I saw AK's father. Sim Dope. Um, I actually wanted to see Sizwe's speech because I saw a lot of people talking about it. I was like, you know, let me see what they're saying. But I missed that. I'll probably try and go back to it this week when I get the energy. Um, and then I, I obviously saw the, the Sim Dope thing. <sighs> I don't, I don't, it's another weird thing because I don't want to sound like one of those hoity-toity people, but Dan, did you know Simdope was a real person? I, honestly, I never thought about it. I mean, I didn't <laughs> know or not know. I just never thought about it. <laughs> and I mean, I like the song. <laughs> so I actually distinctly remember this. I can't remember if I wrote it or I said it on the, the I, if I wrote it on the African Hip Hop blog, or I wrote it on the African Hip Hop blog podcast, but I did say, and Dan, you know this. I, I, I distinctly remember saying, I, with a passion, hate songs by Brief. But the best song by Brief ever made, and it's not even close, is Sim Dope. 
And Did you know it was a person at the time? Yes. Sim, Sim Dope's name preceded him um, the days I started going to SA. He was going toe-to-toe with the Nigerians, Dan. And I think I've shared some stories of how Nigerians were spending big monies in the club. This man was a one-man wrecking machine. A one-man bottle-popping machine. He was stuff made of legends. Always moving with a team. A team. Team, dad. Dan, and you know, like, not the team here, where, like, you go to Pablo's, there's maybe two couches... Ah. Don't dis- don't respect that. Right? Don't disrespect. Not- I know I know Joburg teams are strong, but don't disrespect. Dan- some of the strongest no, 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 no. That I, that's another thing you need to understand. These just aren't they have team- my fighters. No, this this isn't a team. Whenever we have the team Olympics, guys. No, no, no. Have Dan- my fighters. This, this isn't this isn't a team of of just Boities and Mishlalis and Tembi said. No, hey, no, no. Boiti no. commented on my wedding post. Shout out to Boiti, man. The, it, that's not just. It's, it's not just. The, he had a team. Of the rainbow, he was. He, this man was the embodiment <laughs> of the rainbow nation. He had the baddest I, of the beds from all. Zim, let's go to the World Olympics of teams. Ah, uh-uh, we can do this. Ah, 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 Dan, Sim Dope. I'm Dana, and I, I, I'd only seen him from a distance. I only just knew of him, and I knew what his his general visage looked like, like his silhouette. But for me to be able to to point him out directly, ah, I never got that close. But I knew he was a person. I knew Simba. In fact, I think I think there was one time we were at an event. I think there was one time we might have been at an event together. I think that was it. But I I've never met him, but I knew he was a person. So seeing everyone say like, oh my god, Sim Dope. Oh, that's Robert Comedias. Oh I was just like, okay, cool. But yeah. Come to think of it, like I was like, did I know he was a person? I literally never thought about it. Dan. And okay. when I think let, back, let, I'm like let's run through the lyrics of the chorus, Dan. Um, something I've been dope. If I die, bring me back to Sim Dope. No. Yeah, and then they say, I mean, in college, they say he was being slow. That's why I gave him the crib notes. But you ain't messing been talking about, with you his know. gym clothes. 9 11 rim spokes. The man used to go to high school with a Porsche, brah. <laughs> St. John's. Um, the other thing I wanted to speak about, okay, so I did. I also didn't watch the memorial. I mean, I, I tuned in a few times, but I was quite busy that day, and then I looked at clips afterwards. Um, seeing seeing AKA's daughter was heartbreaking, man. Fam, the videos that that came out of just like, he, but that, that that's, was, that's one thing that I, I did know is. My man's did try and like pitch up. Like everyone, whoever interacted with him and his daughter were like, yo, this guy actually, you know, pitches up for his kid. He was for his kid, yeah. I mean, even do you remember when we interviewed him? He he spoke about the fact that he's about to be a father and that was like a big deal to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, yeah, I've been like, you know, I did live that life of the groupies and the whatever, 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 but like, like the, you know, he ain't living that life no more. I mean, I, you never really know with with entertainers, but anyone who was watching would have said, "Yeah, no." In terms of him being a parent, yeah, yeah, you know what? And she and then you know and there one? was a clip of her going to hug Nadia, and then oh, that was and, yeah, I saw that. Man. AKA's mom, I was like, "Ish, I can't take any more of this." Did you see? Did you, did you, have you been seeing the clips that they've been dropping for the trailer? So there's a clip that came out yesterday, I think it was, 
where he's got a, a session guitarist coming, playing, laying some keys on one of the songs on the album that's about to drop tomorrow. And then they're in the, the living room because Ike was always recording in his living room. And mm. Kyra was like upside down on the couch being a kid. And she's, mm. just, she's just vibing. And then AK looks over and he says, yo, can you hear this? This is what real music is. And then she like, she turns around and she starts paying attention. She's like, yeah, you got to be a musician one day, right? Then there's another clip that Nadia shared where they're laying down the, um, the, the beat and there's a metronome. And then she's got like a shaker and she's trying to catch the beat and he's teaching her. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's, so, there's so much sadness, so much death. I mean, it's, it's a dark, dark time right now. I'm not going to discuss the intricacies of it. Maybe one day someone will, but it ain't going to be us. Um, but yeah. Hmm. Shout out to Sid. So, yeah, I mean, overall, it's obviously a very complicated situation. Hey, man, we're just two guys sharing their opinions. And, you know, of course... We're not, I mean, we joke about it sometimes, but honestly, if you want to let us know what you think, uh, um, we don't just dismiss it. I would love to know what you think as well. No, but but we care uh, more if you're a patron. I was going to say, of course. So I think one of the, um, the other things that happened is, and I'm not trying to blow smoke up my own, my own booty, but obviously with the amount of interest in him after his passing, so many people started going back to old clips. And I forgot I had so many clips of AKA. So for those of you that don't know, I used to run the African hip hop blog page. When I, we shut that down and then me and my business partner were like, okay, let's just start the agency. So we, we rebranded the old blog page for the agency page. So if you scroll back far enough, you'll see blog content still there. And Daniel, you remember, there was, there was a time I was literally flying to SA every weekend and I just shoot content and then upload it. And I had, I have probably like 30, yeah, around 30 different AKA performances from various times. And I was just remembering like all the backstory behind it. Like there was a time when he was dope with AKA. I remember there was um, the North God concert. So Deleuze dropped North God and then he had done a launch in Santon. Then he was doing a bigger concert in Zone 6 in Soweto. And we go there and the vibe was crazy. I think I shared the photos in, in the Patreon group. And then AKA pitched up and at the time he was with Bonang. And you know that like paparazzi frenzy that you see on TMZ? I'd never Those were dark days, man. I've never really experienced like that up close. Like obviously, you know, you see a celeb, I think, maybe like when international artists come to like when I went to the Kendrick Lamar concert or when I went to Kanye but like for South African like in zone 6 I had never experienced that and then him and Bonang walking and securities around them it was it was a sight I was like yo this is actually dope for hip hop man like hip hop is like Bonang is in Soweto listening to Rouge and El Tido on stage I'm like this is crazy <laughs> that was a dope moment man and then Another moment that you reminded me of is um, at the BT experience. So, Dan, I don't know if you remember, but Composure actually started a beef between Anati and AK, if you remember. Because AKA wanted that beat. Anati was like, no. AKA then went and recreated that beat and took some of the elements of Anati. When the song was dropped, Anati was like, yo, I don't know nothing about this. 
So they started beefing. And then Anati was at the BT experience. The stage was on the ground floor. The VIP section was up the escalators. So that's where we were when we we're doing all the interviews. Uh, if you go back to them, check them out. And while we were doing that, Anati was there. So we even interviewed him. I can't remember if I released it because it was such a terrible interview. Like he, he, had, he didn't want to be there. But the fun thing is, AK is performing composure. And then he goes, I'm the reason niggas had the saga on repeat. And then he stops the song and they start again. I'm the nigga, niggas had the saga on repeat. And then he walks to the side of the stage looking at Anati and, he's, and he runs it back like six, seven times. And I totally forgot that happened. <laughs> and I was going back, like, oh, that was actually crazy. Because when we went back to the VIP, Anati was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's move on. Let's move on from the AKA situation. I mean, we had a whole episode dedicated to him, and I know a lot of the the zeitgeist has been talking about him, but there's a lot more to talk about as well. So, yeah, um, we have good news, Philip. Before we get into this week's um, talking points, we have some excellent, excellent news. Indeed. Last year, you may have recalled that uh, um, Two Broke Tumbos was uh, very much involved with the podcast from Australia. That podcast was called Private Affairs, an award-winning fiction podcast about Zimbabweans dating in the diaspora. They were living in Australia there, um, and it was a hit. Honestly, I enjoyed the drama, the stories, the uncomfortable sound effects in certain <laughs> situations. Have you started have you started season two yet? I did, I did. The trailer is yeah. what? Fam, the trailer is like a three-minute section. I just bought <laughs> It's like, bruh, bruh. So, yeah. So, um, it's back. Season two is back of Private Affairs. Just search for it on uh, whatever podcast app you, you use. Uh, season two of Private Affairs is back for more drama, more secrets, more betrayal, more Dan, we're, mess. Dan, we're, we're given copy to read. What is what are you doing? What's going on? What's happening? I'm just hey, a. This is not something that I don't know. This is something that I listen to and I enjoy it. So I'm just sharing my opinion. <laughs> the copy is um uh, um uh, the award-winning fiction podcast about Zimbabweans dating the diaspora is back for season two with even more drama and secrets. Listen to Private Affairs season two on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Uh, this project has been assisted by the Australian government through Australia. Council for the Arts, its arts funding and advisory. Board. I think you've got to say that last sentence in an Australian accent. Uh, it's, it's part of the contract. We won't get paid unless you do that. Should lead the way there, Phil. <laughs> this project has been assisted by the Australian government through the Australian Council for the Arts, its arts funding and advisory body. Yeah. Skippy, skippy. We are the worst. I would never get paid. Like this is why we don't have advertising. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, it's actually a really good podcast. No, and I listened to episode one of season two. So, and it is, it's different to this podcast. This podcast is Dan and Phil talking about the opinions. That podcast is a scripted drama with actors. Ah, it's, ah, it's and, and I think it's like it's professional. One of the things uh, that we'd like to highlight is the Patreons keep this podcast alive. Shout out to the Patreons; they pay the bills, but we need more of you. So we actually turn down way more ads than we air. So whenever we're advertising something, trust and believe we trust the product or we trust the podcast or we trust whatever we're, we're selling and we enjoy it. I listen to it. As I look at my phone right now, Dan, new episode. I just got the notification. 
Season 2, episode 2, Shook is out and available now. So by the time you listen to this episode, after you're done here, head on over, get the new episode of Private Affairs. If you haven't listened to season 1, start at season 1, get the recap, get to... Because right now, Panish Ruitika. And we're we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna have Christine Kicks, the creator of the show, on do like a recap. You know what I mean? Because I, I think it's a little early in the season, but things are already happening. My man's is serious, bro. He got a cow. Yeah, I can already I can already see where it's going. And without spoilers, he's I think coming. It's he's coming to Zim, Dada. He's coming. <laughs> and and who of us hasn't lived that way? Okay, so go to whatever app you use for podcasts. If you listen to Two Broke Trimbles, we can guarantee you'll enjoy this. It's about. Um, Zimbabweans, but you don't have to be Zimbabwean to enjoy it. it, it uh, it's it's affairs, also about interracial it's like dating. A bright... Like interracial dating, mm-hmm. dating yeah. across cultures, and also when you're dating someone who has systematic um, privilege, but also incredible financial privilege. There's so much subtext. There's so much happening. I know it's, it's so it's much nuance. Thing. And then at the same time, like you, you've had a friend ever since you were a kid. But then now they're acting funny. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure this, the, the, the sisters, the ladies will understand. Mm. I remember having this and, conversation and with papa, my wife. I was like, in Thailand. Things are happening, guys. Come on. And then, and then toxic masculinity in Zim men especially. Look, you're going to enjoy this podcast. Check mm. it out. Um, Private and, Affairs. Just search for mm. that on whatever podcast app you use. It'll be, it'll, I think it'll be the first thing that yeah. you find. And you, uh, don't, and you don't even need... Uh, a corset to enjoy this brand of toxic masculinity. That's that's the best part. You don't need your Sunday pastel best. No, just... no, 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 no. You do not. <laughs> so check it out. Thank you very much to uh, thank you very much as well to Private Affairs, the podcast for uh, sponsoring uh, two book trimbles. Happy New Year, everyone! Setting up this group chat for the Thailand trip. Can't wait. Phuket, here we come. V, meeting you has been the best thing that's ever happened. To V, happy birthday, baby girl. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We were on a yacht. Like big pimping. Here's to friendship and freedom. To friendship and freedom. But then... I don't even know who I'm married to anymore. You've changed. So have you. I've never seen you two like this. Maybe it's your fibroids. It's not. V, my marriage is tanking. Where are you going? Going. Where are you going, Tonde? But why are you so touched though? That you what? There has to be more to it, because this ain't it, bruh. Nice, blame it on me. Just blame it all on me. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Just listen to me. I'm done. You don't have time for Mickey Mouse games, Panama, and did he? I don't know what I'm doing. I just want my girlfriend back. Is this it? Private Affairs, Season 2. Coming February 17. Follow now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Okay. Let's do it, baby. Indeed, indeed. All right. We, um, oh, we actually missed this last week. It was going to be a double sad episode. But 
Then we can't be. I I I I certainly can't. <sighs> we lost another Dan. We we lost another one. So we've got to send an, an R.I.P. to one of my favorite groups. Definitely. Um, I actually featured one of their songs with another rapper that we lost last year, if you remember, with MF Doom. But two weeks ago, we we found out that we we lost uh, Trugger the Dove, aka Plug Two, aka Dave, aka David Jolissier from tribe called quest um and it's from really? de la soul yeah. surely yeah from de la soul that's what i said was in oh sorry oh I'm, oh jeez my brain sorry yeah, yeah. sorry sorry thank you dan hey that was a good one oh that was a good catch thank you from from de la soul and it really caught me off guard. can i just say sorry just before you continue I li- like i like a tribal quest de la soul uh, diggable planets all like all those like like um alternative hip-hop from like late 90s and stuff like that my wife is super into I feel like an amateur and she's like super into them. So how do you, how did you feel, there, like, how did you feel to, about this? In conversations, I have to Google because it'll be embarrassing if I, if I sound like I know less than she does. Jeez Louise. But anyway, yeah, please, sorry, go on. So, yeah, man, uh, it was tragic. If you remember, I don't think we actually touched on it, but there was a hip-hop um, 50-year tribute at the Grammys. De La Soul yeah. were part of it, but... There was there. There was Maceo and there was Troy, but there wasn't him. And now we know why. Um, because it looked like he had a heart issue. And yeah, so prayers go out to Maceo. Prayers go out to Pass. Hopefully, um, I don't know what comfort they can find in this, but there's new De La Soul music coming out. They finally got clearances for all the old samples on the old projects. So those are finally coming out. But it's so sad that he's not going to be able to enjoy this new interest because then keep in mind, for the vast majority of not only digital downloads and streaming, De La Soul's first three albums weren't available to the public. And those are three three of their best work, bodies of work, I think, outside of the, the Android series projects. So, in fact, I was going to open with the song and I forgot. But while I cue that up, Dan, I played this... When MF Doom passed and you didn't know the words, do you know the words now? Unlike them, we grab gems. So systematically inclined to pen lines without saying the producer's name all over the track. Yeah, I said it. What you need to do is get back to reading credits. Read the medics alphabetically stuck on that English shit. Now, but now, before we bore that short shot, poor rock, okay, bro. From the top of the key for three villains. No, okay. What is your favorite De La Soul song then? Okay, Dan, this, this one you have to know. This one you have to know, Dan. No, I know. I know the songs. I just don't know the words. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to know the words. Come on. Here we go, Dan. I love this song, though. Come on, Dan. Hit me with the chorus, at least. Come on. For your wife, Dan. For your wife. First verse. First verse is Dave. Let's go. It's all on you. I don't care about what you think. 
Just that you could be a little more upfront. Play the situation, situation how you want. want. Right. The loving that you claim is just a four-letter word. The third letter's inviting, so it's a lot of verb. You curb thought ways when you're handling the candelabra. So you're sitting on a baby grand, transmitting like you made a man. But you paint a funny face like a chick. When I see you, I'ma tell you quick that uh. To this day, I still don't know what a candelabra is. I I, I don't. You what know what a candelabra is? What is candelabra? What's that? What's, what's candelabra? Philip. <laughs> It's those candle stands that have multiple candles in them. Like, you, you know the ones that, like, they have multiple? Think of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that's what they, oh, that's what the, no, I, I, I thought they were the, now I'm forgetting the Jewish word. I, I used to call them the Jewish word. It's the, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, this song reminds me of driving down the coast with my baby before we got married and we're listening to this and it was just like, it ain't all good. And it was like on repeat. Hey man, that's sad news. So y'all, mm. I actually didn't see that news. This is the first time hearing it. I didn't know that he died. Oh, Dan, come on, man! I missed that. I didn't see it anywhere. No, how did I miss that? But obviously, I think we've got to play out with the song that everyone should know. If you do not know this, slap yourself in the face right now. If you do not know this song, the lightning that will strike you. is posthumous pleasure pleasure in preaching starts in the heart something that stimulates the music in a measure measure in the music breaks three parts casually see but don't do like the soul cause seeing and doing are actions for monkeys doing hip hop hustle no rock and roll unless your name's Brewster cause Brewster's a punky parents let go cause it's magic in the air criticizing rap shows you're out of order stop looking listen to the phrase and Fred Astaire's and don't get offended while Mace Dosi does your daughter a dry camera roll system is now set fly around the store under Daisy Productions it stands for the inner sound y'all and y'all can bet that the action's not a trick but show me everybody wants to be a DJ. Everybody wants to you know, everybody just wants actually to just be something. Then you know, like this was actually one of the reasons why I wanted to start podcasting. So I don't know if you know this, but obviously De La Soul was seen as suburban soft rappers. And they used to get mm-hmm. stepped to a lot. But uh, via many stories, I think at this time it was Fab Five Freddy. Um, Big Daddy Kane and I think also Bismarcky, they all did interviews with Combat Jack. And the funniest common thread with all of them is like, oh, and Tretch from Naughty by Nature. They were all like, yo, we thought De La Soul was soft and we tried to step to them and Maceo kicked our... <laughs> and I was just like, yo, those stories need to be told. Shout out to Maceo, shout out to Pass and R.I.P. Dave, man. Ah, Losing everyone. Staying, staying in America. In America. Um, last week was Super Bowl. Uh, no, Dan, we need to set the mood. What are you doing? Dan, you, you, ah, Dan, come on now. We've got to set the energy, brah. How much time? I, I want to remind you people that watch American football that outside of America, you are in the minority. We don't care, bro. That I, was a Rihanna concert with some kicking on as an opening act. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She opened the Super Bowl with this song. Do you know how wild that is? 
also ironic that she's saying, pay me what you owe me when she's performing for free. But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) (laughs) Also, no, think about it, Phil. Mm. Who is running the entertainment for the NFL at the moment? Mm, Jay-Z. Who is Rihanna's former boss? Jigga. Oh, snap. Somebody owes somebody money. You got to understand the layers to this, yo. Mm. How many billionaires so come of, from my family tree? <laughs> well, technically three. No, he goes like me, Ron, bro. No, it's me, Ye, and Re. Well, Brown's a rock boy, so fall technically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so how did you? What did you think of Rihanna's halftime show? So. I had a bit of a discussion of this on social media the day after. Because a lot of people were very disappointed. They're like, oh my God, this is a Super Bowl show. How can you deliver this performance? And my question to you guys was, which Rihanna performance have you seen ever that had you thinking she was going to give you anything better than this? Because, to be yes, fair, we haven't seen any Rihanna performances, but I, I have, go on. Because, yes, I, I, I watched it a second time. Because I was defending Then I watched it again. And I was like, hey, yeah, okay, Rihanna. Yeah, the queen. Yeah, the queen of bare minimum, but we love it. You are the queen of like. There are so many times it's just lazy. One, two, it's fine. It's not, guys. Guys, wait. Let guys, me finish. Let me finish. Guys. Then. So she was. Okay. She was very laissez-faire, but she still delivered a great performance. However, she was pregnant. She was also a hundred feet above the ground, and if you look at that stage, it is wobbling. To me, the this the technical execution of that performance, being able to sing while dangling from a platform and not in your pants, amazing. Because I can I while 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 you're on a Mario uh, platform, <laughs> Mario Mario stage. <laughs> Did you see the Donkey Kong one? Uh, the Donkey Kong was the best. <laughs> surrounded and she's surrounded by hundreds of ASAPs all over here. Wow. No, but it was actually. Didn't you see the? Didn't you see the imagery, Dan? Don't you get the imagery? Because get it. She 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 was an egg at the top of the fallopian tube. Then the egg dropped, and then she was she was she was she was she was fertilized by this. And then she went back up. Jeez. So Levels. this is this is here's here's. <laughs> I I don't believe in giving excuses, right? No, but she was pregnant. No, but she was guys. It's a different kind of... Okay, if Ed Sheeran goes in front of uh, hundreds of thousands of people, brings out his guitar and sings his heart out, did he fail to perform? Of course not. Because Ed Sheeran does a certain type of music. The problem is here, you guys are comparing Rihanna to Beyonce. They are completely different artists. Completely different. Part of Beyonce's act is her own extraness in the act. Mm. Rihanna is a pop star. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Speak on it. She King. did what she did, and I, I don't want, I don't want you to look at it as no, she didn't do this because no, she's not. She's gonna do what she does. And was her performance a good one? The the songs were bangers. The lighting, the camera angles, that because I only watched it on TV. I don't know how it was in person, but watching it on TV, the camera angles, the lighting, the effects, the dancers, the imagery that Phil has just described, ten out of ten. So as far as I'm concerned, that was an Excellent performance. I loved it. And her energy is not what I was looking for in that. Amen. Mm-hmm. So for me, I mean, 
<laughs> it was the only thing that I would fault her for is she teased that there would be a guest. There was a guest, yeah. A surprise, a surprise person. If that's a child, then I, I want to sue for misleading wait, advertising. Wait, I used that. Wait, did you not get? Yes, the guest was the, the fetus. I don't no, 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 no. Also, did you, you said that you were going to have someone? Did you see ASAP Rocky is Chimbetu's finest? <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, that is actually wild. My man was literally rocking a Chimbetu outfit from top to bottom. That's full Chimbetu. Shout out to You know who I want to ask? I want to I want to ask I want to ask Rihanna fans and Beyonce fans because yeah I feel like you might have stronger opinions on this. If you guys watched that 13 minute halftime show which was packed with hits that your queen might not actually have no offense. This is not about who's better or who's not better in terms of who's got the bigger billboard hits. I mean I mean but no, that's that that's a bad comparison. Beyonce doesn't release Beyonce doesn't release for hits. Like she she deliberately does so many I, I, things I'm again to make I'm sure not. she doesn't chart. Beyonce does so many things that work against her as a charting artist because she makes her money on tour. Don't don't turn this into Dan thinks Rihanna is better than Beyonce. I, that's exactly that. Dan turned it into that. What do you mean don't you I'm just that. saying her catalog of hits for 13 minutes was no misses is all I'm saying. And, and she, in fact, she left so many, she left so many like, But what about this song and that song? What about that song? So, so but so I also had a question because because I, I also caught the I also caught a theme. Did you see how many nods to Kanye were in that set? Mm-mm. In terms of like all of his produced music or all, music? all of the lights, diamonds, run this town. Those are all Rihanna Kanye songs. I mean, nods to Kanye or it's just... But I was... But because she has so many other songs to pick from. That's why I'm like, okay, okay. The thing that really annoyed me is Jay-Z, I, I told him stadium. Jay-Z, I there's this video of Jay-Z vibing to <laughs> the songs being performed. And you've got a song that has Jay-Z, Umbrella. No, Jay-Z. Run this town. No, Jay-Z. Like, that's what annoyed me, bruh. You should have put Jay out. Like, if Jay had come out, that would have been amazing. So, hey, as far as I'm concerned, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm a huge fan of Rihanna. Mm, you part of the Navy? Mm-hmm. See, it shows, it shows. I am part of the Navy. I'm a mm-hmm. huge fan of Rihanna. And that's my whole pass. So, look. <laughs> In this world, anything can happen, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of sports extravaganzas, there's also NBA All-Star Weekend. Sadly, it was the lowest rated All-Star Weekend ever. <laughs> What? There was All-Star. Dan doesn't watch basketball, so I can't really get into the nitty-gritties, but the dunk Here, contest... Here's the thing, Phil. I, 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 I feel like I could get into NFL and NBA. I just am mad that Americans think that that's all the sport there is. That's what makes me mad. So out of principle... Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, yeah. Lowest rated show, but there was a plus is there was the... The African themed halftime show. We had Burner Boy, we had Thames, we had uh Mama and Rima. Then did you manage to guess the performances? I did. I did. I watched uh I did watch Burner, I watched Rima, I watched Thames. Um you could kind of feel that the same energy if they were performing in Africa wasn't quite there. 
But it was still dope. Then there are three Nigerian Afrobeats X performing in per, what is probably the whitest city in America. You just what? Mormon town. I'm, you think Mormons listen to Burner Boy? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying the energy <laughs> of the crowd was, and, and I get the reason why, but you know. Uh, it's interesting. Dan, tell us about these drug stories you are sharing in the what's going on here? What's All right. So here's a very it's I found this a very interesting story and I want to share it with you. So if you've been listening to Zim Dantel for a while, for a while, you may have heard a certain person being shouted out on the songs. His name is Dama or Boss Dama. Dama, you'll hear it in Zim Dantel songs. Another place you may have heard his name is do you remember when we spoke about Levels and Fantan being arrested and there was a third person who was with them when they were arrested? Uh-huh. That third person was Dama. Oh, where? Now, Dama is, air quotes, a promoter. But everyone who knows, like, you know. I mean, you know. Let me use official news speech. Um, alleged body drug lord. Keep in mind, Dan is quoting. He's not saying this. He's quoting. No, I'm just, I'm reading quote, directly from his the quote, news. This is a quote, guys. Let's make that very clear. This is a quote and does not reflect the personal views of Dan or two broke trembles at large and certainly not me. Phil, Phil Chad. <laughs> uh, Philip, Philip Chad, my full name. I, I'm not, I, I do not believe this whatsoever. Carry on, Dan. Go ahead. The ZRP announced on Twitter, <laughs> which was a funny place to put it. They, they announced that the ZRP has arrested Simbarashe Chanachimwe, 31, alias Dama, who was being sought by the police in connection with unlawful dealing in dangerous drugs. Now, under that tweet, the moment they tweeted that, that tweet was like low-key viral because everyone was like, guys, everybody in Bari knows. Anyway, um, this, this, uh, this man Dama was arrested and then they put out a statement of what they found to legitimize the arrest. This drug lord Mm. Who they have nicknamed the El Chapo of Mbari. El Chapo of Mbari. Let's hear what they got. Like, how many keys? How, how many keys, Dan? How many keys did they catch him with? So this is the official statement from ZRP. Mm. This follows a raid that was conducted by the police at the suspect's drug base at Block 14 Matapi Flats. Thanks for the location. Mbari Harare. On the 9th of February, 2023, at around 4 a.m., police recovered 26 sachets of daga and one plant of mbanje, measuring 1.7 meters. Uh, I think this is the time for an effect. So, like, that, that was, like, in one bag of the many bags? Like, how many bags with, with this level of, of stuff did they find? I think it was in one of the pockets of one of the clothes. So how, anyway, so how many so, clothes? Here I was expecting J.P. Morgan drug boat levels. Like what? What's going, guys? Do you know this? This is emblematic of this is, how this bad is why, things are. This is are. why I thought. This is emblematic this is of how bad important. things are. How bad things are in Zimbabwe. This is how bad things are in Zimbabwe, guys. Even our drug kingpins are suffering. Our tambra, my drug kingpin, Edusha. Alleged, Phil. They can't. They can't. They can't even put a key together, bro. Alleged. <laughs> no. My man's. My man's got a handful of three stars. It's like yo. I'm moving way out here. <laughs> My man's got a few grams of sativa and he's the El Chapo. But like, guys, guys, 
<laughs> Yo, if if this is the standard, my, my prescription meds will, will will have me will have me doing some real numbers out here, fam. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I wanted to mention this because number one, after the whole convent situation, the ZRP launched uh, an uh, uh, um, an operation. I want to give you the official name of the operation. Hold on. Um, and and ba- while you do that, based on these based on these figures, you can clearly see the through line from the the ki- the major KPIs suppliers were reached the so. the major suppliers in Bari, the kingpins, and what was a, what was allegedly supposedly found at, at convent. Clearly, clearly, these guys are moving weight. Do not, do not, so this huge well done, drug bust operation. I was going to say, yeah, go ahead. If this is what these guys think a drug kingpin has, they are in for a surprise when they do a raid backstage at a dancehall show. Phil, <laughs> so don't be a snitch, man. So the ZRP, after the whole convent situation which we spoke about in a couple of episodes back, um, the ZRP launched uh, a sting operation. It's dubbed No to Dangerous Drugs and Illicit Substances. Colon, see something, say something. Wait, I must say whoever's in charge what's, of naming. What's the, what's, the, what's the acronym there? What's the acronym for that, Dan? <laughs> Wait, sorry, I missed that. One more time. I'm sorry, I'm, I actually read It's like five S's. <laughs> no to dangerous drugs and illicit substances. See something, say something. <laughs> yeah, th- thank you. Thank you. <laughs> This country is a joke. Oh my god! Everything, everything is fighting here, bro. Everything. They are they are fighting drugs. What's the problem? Yeah. Anyway, thanks to what? uh, That's what. Give me one more time. Thanks to what program? The what program? (laughs) No to drugs and illicit substances. Colon. See something. Say something. Dude, isn't, isn't, um, wait, isn't see something, say something the 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 catchphrase for when you when you find lost property at at an airport? (laughs) <laughs> no, that's the terrorist one in South yeah. in America. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, remember when, when they were pushing that hole? Yeah, when there's a, like when there's a loose bag. Because like I remember when I'm in an airport in America, they're like, "Please note, if you see something, say something. Do not leave any luggage unattended." <laughs> also, when I was in Europe, it was at the train stations. <laughs> anyway, another that. reason why this is somewhat interesting is because. All these artists kept shouting him out in their songs, and he is viewed as a music promoter. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, Sekalas was doing a radio interview, and he said, "Our early shows for almost every dancehall artist is supported. Th- those shows are supported by drug peddlers." Mm. Um, I'm paraphrasing because I didn't listen to the whole episode. It's like one and a half hours on Power FM. Some interviewed Sekalas. But uh, I, I took the, the highlights that were in certain news articles. So you were saying like early on, these were the guys that were supporting us. So we were shouting them out. We were giving them, you know, daps in the songs because they would just be throwing shows and so on. Uh, Dama, by the way, is the one who brought uh, Charlie Black. He brought Morgan Heritage the second time around to Zim. Mm. So yeah. anyway, you'd be happy to know that he's been released on 50,000 Zim dollar bail. So, so $50. Yeah. Mm. 
that so that 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 is a that is a bail befitting of a kingpin. Speak- the war on drugs is going well. Speaking of jail time, did you see someone someone was in jail who who was almost in jail on their dad's birthday, and we're this close. Who's that? We're this close to seeing them in jail on their oh. dad's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and that, w- that would have been oh that would have been wow oh I, I, it would have been mm. uh, <laughs> why worried about such people man yeah Damn. um yeah okay I don't want to talk about trending Rihanna tweets ooh South African I'm a piano awards did you see the nominees no do we do we, last year is Shasha. Best I'm best I'm a piano street dancer. Oh, wow. <laughs> best online DJ performance. Okay, balcony. Okay, cool. Best I'm a piano festive hit. What? Fest what is going on with these categories, bruh? So Shasha is not nominated. There's gonna be I I uh the way these guys are moving, there's gonna be a TikTok related uh, award here somewhere. What? I'm a piano best, friends uh, of um, friends maybe, of I'm a piano. Best I'm a piano dance act. What? So okay, so, the, some of the note through the noteworthy uh, um, nominees. Best I'm a piano breakthrough act. We have Kumar and Tipsy, obviously for. Paris. Sorry, I missed that. Say that again. Say it again. Sorry. Anyway, Kumar Maestro, Chico, Tossum Duva, and Goomba, and then Kanisa Jat. I assume that's Chatin. I don't know who that is. But yeah, that's somewhat note- noteworthy. Friends of I'm a Piano is such a weird category. Dude, but anyway. Best I'm a Piano styled artist. What is I'm a Piano style? <laughs> what? Does your shirt... Does, <laughs> is your shirt doing the, the Possessed Challenge? Have you seen the Possessed Challenge that's making the waves on TikTok? <laughs> Most viral I'm a Piano song of the year. Yeah, that's best. That's, I'm a piano newcomer. Please tell me how best I'm a piano newcomer and breakthrough act are different. Anyway, then, uh, um, best I'm a piano produced song. <laughs> this is best I'm a piano male club DJ. <laughs> Yo, we I, have to go. Where, where, where are these awards? No, we have to Philip, go. Dad, we have to go. Philip, no, we have Philip, to Philip. go. Where are Best, these happening? Listen, no, no, please explain this to me. Best South African Ama Piano International Act. Then what does that mean? It, you are South African, and you got but she passport ya dindwa. What is it? Passport ya dindwa. You are out and about. Come on, man. Best Ama Piano lyricist. Um. Best I'm a piano vocalist. Ah, <laughs> oh, these awards are better than the <laughs> <laughs> We have to go. Dad, Dad, we're going. Dan, we have to be there. <laughs> Do we don't have a date. Do we have a date yet? Oh, it's on the 2nd of April in Pretoria. Hey, sh- <laughs> we are going. No, no, I'm cool, eh? We are going. I'm good, eh? I know I'm there. But I, I am there. I'm actually all right, eh? Thank you. Thank you for that, but I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Speaking of, while we're in South Africa, um, have you been paying attention to Russ and his performances in SA? 
Yes, I actually, yeah, I knew it was coming. Um, I, I can't remember where I was having. I was having a discussion with someone who was advocating as Russ, one of the, the best, like, independent actors. I was like, Russ really is an independent. His, his team is very well statured. And then, I don't know if you saw it's, Dan the other day, Russ. Oh, well, actually, well, the time this episode drops, Russ will have dropped his uh, armor piano song under his pseudonym, Alou Ross. Um, he's slated to perform in Cape Town uh, tomorrow. So that's as much as I follow, but I see you've got some new context here. Dan, why don't you fill me in as Russ too? No so new context. I, I, I haven't been following it closely, but just from a distance because I saw a lot of people clowning him. And honestly, I'm not a fan. Who's clowning uh, him? The reason I say people are clowning him is because he posted up a tweet say, saying, people commenting, no one knows you're here in a country that I'm doing sold out shows in is comedy. Why would you roast yourself? I don't understand. But how is he roasting himself in that instance? Why would he say, why would he, okay. People commenting, no one knows you here. Mm -hmm. You're roasting yourself. But he's, no. So, let me. No one knows you here. No, let me, let me, let me, let me take it back. So, second half of that thing, he says, I've got sold out shows. So he's already got... He's sold out show doesn't mean... In, if Man, if I sell out all 30 tickets at a restaurant, I've sold out a show. Dan, so tell us how many people came to your show, Russ. Dan, the tickets for his shows... He's, he's playing arenas, Dan. I mean, I don't know. I'm telling you. I don't know. I, I'm, I brought I'm this up because I'm like, why... So, could, let, but why would you... Let me, mm. let me go, go, go through my thoughts. So now, you've highlighted to casual followers and people that might not know you about that, A, I'm in South Africa. People, and you already preempted the, why are you a white rapper in South Africa? No one knows you. They're like, you've preempted that. Plus, you've highlighted to everyone that you've got sold out shows. And, when have you and I ever spoken about Russ on this podcast? Then? Never. <laughs> Mission accomplished. See what I'm saying? I'm so against this, man. I'm so against say what it takes to get people to speak out. Like, man, just make the music dope and make the show dope. You know what I mean? Anyway, I don't know. I don't even listen to Russ's music. I know he's got that one song about uh, being handsome or whatever. No, he's got... He was playing so much on radio. He's, he's, and I was like, guys, this better be a Zimbabwean artist the way it's playing so much on radio. Yeah. Well, to be, I'm, I'm, I'm on the website now. Everything is sold out, bruh. Tickets started at 450 Rand. That's, that's not cheap. Yeah. He's doing... So do you, does he have a huge fan base in SA then? Yeah, he is. Um, he, he's, got a, he's got a big fan base everywhere, man. Russ is, Russ is, is, is a pretty big... Um, upper mid-tier. I think because he does it... Because he does control a lot of, of his overheads, he actually... He, he's, he's a huge artist, bro. He's a, he's a huge artist. So this hmm. is uh, I'm, why can't I find the venue for this? This is it gives me the address. Oh, it's the Castle of Good Hope. You are Cape Tonian. How big is that venue? I have no idea. Why would I be Cape Tonian? I'm not Cape Tonian. Leave me alone. Leave me alone, please. Okay, we move on. Gagaga, gagaga. Yes, please tell us about this story of someone stealing bags at the airport. <laughs> this 
is with that. <laughs> This is without question one of the funniest stories. <laughs> Yo, guys, America. Ah, woo, America, you. Woo. Ah, America, you, ah, your, moral, your moral ground is shaky. Your moral ground is shaky. So, damn. There is an American politician. I believe he's actually a sitting politician. I need to confirm where he sits. Um, oh, he sits on the. I think he's an, adv- ad- ad- an advisor to. Uh, mm. But Arum 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 government, and then we've got Asia Kamsin. She's a Tanzanian fashion designer who is based in Houston. So she was invited. She oh backstory. She makes lovely, you know, African printed tie. You know the type of stuff you and I would wear to my award shows. Chichi what was you know those, mm-hmm. but you know very Ish. bespoke for women. Wait, wait nice. until you see me at Nama, yo. Ish. Mm. I, this time I'm not sure. But anyway, let's see. <laughs> I mean, what I mean to say is, the person dressing me is an amazing stylist. But go on, Phil. Wait, it's not Jam Jam anymore. Oh no no! It's uh, Phil. You remember where we went? It wasn't Jam Jam. It was. For May. Oh damn! It's not. So it's not. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it's 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 bold and interesting, mm. but it's like. Yeah. Anyway, I still need to get my tickets. Are you coming? Here. By the way, I, I, yeah. still, I still need to get my tickets. I'll tell. I'll tell you a, a bit of a story of it. I'll, I'll tell you next week. But anyway, so, Asa Kamsin was invited to a, a fashion expo, so she went. To, she was going to display her a various. Eccentric, beautiful designs, dresses, two pieces, casual wear, the works. She packs a suitcase. She leaves with her hubby. Her husband and them catch a flight from Houston. I believe this is in New York. On the way there, luggage gets lost. So she can't display her fashions. Very unfortunate. Messed up. She reports it to the police. She reports it to the airline. They investigate. Nothing comes of it. It is what it is. And this is in 2018. And she just happens to be scrolling the timeline yesterday. Comes across a press conference. As one does. Mm-hmm. Um, there's someone from the Department of Energy. Uh, an individual by Sam Brinton. Um, Sam Brinton uh, likes to dress androgynously. You know, likes to dress, you know, uh, uh, with, with, with what some people might term um, women's clothing. But, you know, we don't, we, we don't judge it. We're very accepting. And she's like, mm, wait a minute, that uh, that design, that, that design looks mad familiar. She's like, ah. So she hops on Google just to Google this guy, and she's like, yo, this guy gave a TED talk. Another one of my outfits. And she's like, ah. So she goes to the timeline, and she's like, yo, not once but twice, this dude's in my outfits. What's going on? And then the timeline catches onto it, and then now they just start sending her photos. Of Sam Brinton wearing like African attire, African print, asking, yo, is this your item too? Is this your item too? And if you scroll down the thread that I shared with you, Dan, there's like 10 hits. So 10 times my man was photographed out of fake. I am at Zemun. And every time she's like, yes, that's mine. Yes, that's mine. Yes, that's mine. The brazenness of this new. And the funniest thing is the reason why she saw him on the news, Dan. Do you know why? Why? Take a guess. Take a guess. Why was this man on the news at the time? 
Why was why was why was she seeing his photos? What what had he done that caught people's attention? Um, he was cross dressing. Nope he had he had been caught in a scandal, a previous scandal, which was now answering for in the news, where he was wearing stolen luggage. <laughs> My man's a kleptomaniac. Hey. <laughs> But don't you don't doesn't that doesn't that bother you though? I honestly, if I were to, to select a life of crime, it would be so easy to steal luggage at the airport. It's too easy because there's no you just stand by the carousel, position yourself close to the egg and uh, uh, like the, the the starting point of the carousel, and you only target nondescript generic bags. Yeah, but but the risk reward is the risk reward does make sense because which unless unless you're dealing the risk with is very low because no, Phil, if you if you're no, caught wait. it's just like oh thought it was my bag no but sorry my bad I thought it was my bag the risk is very okay I'm not advocating for crime here guys but I'm just no, saying the but, but I've thought about like the risk is really low the reward I understand is also not like very high but once in a while you know mm. <sighs> I wouldn't do it. Then you, then you know the worst no, thing I is, hope not you know the worst thing is you know like especially when you catch an international flight you get your bag from the carousel then you still got to walk through immigration they'll be and once mm. in a while they'll just randomly select and they'll be like you with the suitcase come here what is nah. what is these days these days everyone uh, if you haven't traveled recently everyone has to get their bag scanned now I don't know what happened, or maybe it's changed now, but at least for a while, the past two times I traveled, every single person, there was a little queue, every single person was putting their bags to get scanned. Exactly. By, by Zimra there. It's, it's, no, Zimra, I understand it because they're looking for, I'm talking about like outside the country. It's not worth it, bro. Then, I don't know if you saw it, well, you wouldn't because you, you, you're on the clean side of Twitter. But like two weeks ago, there's an adult star. Um, she's very popular. Um, she was stopped by TSA because she was she had a bunch of sex toys in her suitcase and she had a very unusual sex toy. I won't describe it, but it popped up on the scanners. So she she saw, oh, these guys saw this. They, I know what they think. So she she tries to give the hey, listen, that, that's a it's a double-sided deal though. Don't 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 give it any, you know, don't think too much of it. It's just a deal. Like, no, no, still gotta scan it. So they scan it. And then as she's rescanning it, I think the person recognized, oh, it's you. All right, cool, I got you. Don't worry. Then as she's rescanning it as procedure, the supervisor walks by and the supervisor record scratch. Eh! No, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, yo, what's that? <laughs> yeah, we gotta open the suitcase. She's like, yo, please don't even open the suitcase here. Please don't even open the suitcase here. She's gotta open the suitcase. Does this woman not have a store's worth of accessories in her bag? And now they're like, we're not sure what it is. So I don't know if you like in Europe, I'm sure you've seen this. I don't know what what whatever substance is, they like they swab you. To make sure you don't have any like explosive substances or you haven't contacted any explosive substances recently. So now they're swabbing every sex toy in her bag. <laughs> and people are just walking by like, oh, <laughs> So that's what will happen when you steal a bag. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, we say all that to say, don't steal bags. And also, watch out for white men. Nah, they'll steal anything, bruh. The nerve. The nerve of a white man. Keep it. Oh, I've got to highlight this. This man from the Department of Energy is a white man. Stealing, stealing clothes from a black woman and just rocking them at public events, on the news. 
at the job, they never. Like, if I steal someone's clothes, those are pajamas now, bro. I'm not leaving the house then. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't steal people's clothes, man. Come on. Um, all right. Let's let's wrap things things up with music and let's movie. Go. Oh, I just want to quickly mention, yo, The Last of Us is an incredible show. Have you started watching it yet? Yeah, we discussed this already. I'm not in the mental yeah, space I'm, to watch such I, a show. No, okay. Actually, I would recommend that because the, the most recent episode I watched, yo, I, I literally, literally, literally had to wipe tears from my eyes. Mm. That thing was traumatizing, man. Sheesh. Anyway, uh, some new music. Okay. So, some of you who um, will remember Urban Grooves will remember a song by a man named Decibel, and two brothers, Caledones, BK and Kaz. And that song was, uh, I got the hello, and yellow. She was sweet and something mellow, dressed in yellow. Can I be your fellow, where, fellow, fellow? Where, you, that song? where are you going with this intro, Dan? Well, the Kaz of BK and Kaz has uh, embarked on a solo career. Dan, you know, and, we've uh, interviewed him on the show, right? He's... We've got an episode yeah. with it. Listen, I'm I'm giving context. I like to give context. I don't assume everyone has listened to everything. Kaz has rebranded to Kaz Khalif. And uh, he's been making some R&B joints. And he, you know, is very persistent with sharing his music. Let me put it that way. Shout out to Kaz. Um, and he has just put out some music now that we were both, both Phil and I were like, wait, hold on. Something's happening here. There's some potential. Uh, we want to share. There's two songs that came out. Um, I'm gonna share you, Phil, because I think that's the better of the two. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's my jam. I hit him up and I told him, "Yo, that's that's your jam right there, my guy." But even the other one that he did as well, which is called I can't remember. It's just escaped my mind. But um, it's also a, it's also a joint. So check out this brand new song from Kaz Khalif, which has got the Tubrook Trimbo stamp of approval. It's called uh, You, and it is featuring Bloodline. Or it's rather, it's Bloodline and Kaz Khalif. Check it out. I'm feeling this. No, Pavaranda sipping coffee. So uh um, Kaz Khalif Bloodline you. Yeah. For those who don't know, Bloodline's former name is Jonah. If you scroll back to our episode with Kaz yeah. and Jonah, that is Bloodline. 
Pretty dope, pretty dope. Uh, another fave of the podcast that we've had numerous times on is Brian K. He's just released a song with Tanto Wavy. Tanto Wavy. It's called Somwa. That's a good um, one. Check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out. Excited about this collaboration. <laughs> Love it, love it. Um, Nyasha David, Tanta Wavy, so moi. Not Nyasha David. Brian K. Brian K. Jeez Louise. Dad. And Tanta Wavy. Laugh. The next song is by Nyasha David. My bad. The next song that I want to show you is called Kachest Ke Love. Dan, you, also you, just you, don't, you don't look at notes. I said let's play out with that, but okay, it's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's play out with it. Sorry, my bad. All right, um, cool. We'll play out with that. Yeah, I, I think there's, there's a lot more. I'll add it to the playlist. Um, there's some new stuff, right? Jules, Spinall dropped a bang off an album. Rima dropped a fire two pack. Heavy K got some new stuff. Ooh, there's a new artist called Valerie Omari. We should be having on the podcast soon. She dropped a fire project. We're also going to add that. Um, yeah, there any other songs that people should check out? I'll, I'm updating the playlist now. I'll create the short link over the weekend. And yeah. Uh, nah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, where I mean, AKA's album is coming out tomorrow, I think. So mm -hmm. that's something to consider. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's pretty much it, ladies and gentlemen. Just a reminder: um, we now have a price to be a two broke tumbles patron. It's just five dollars. For five dollars a month, you can be a patron. You join our WhatsApp group. We haven't uh, activated the plans yet, but very shortly we're going to be having some really cool uh, stuff for our patrons. Uh, you get access to our WhatsApp group. You get early access to any things that we are doing. You get priority access to things that we have. Sometimes we get access to tickets to things and stuff like that, and we've been giving away to our patrons. So if you would like to be a patron of Two Broke Tumbos, the most important thing, obviously, is that you're supporting us. So, so while we do try to give you some advantages and some cool things, just the knowledge that you're supporting your favorite podcast uh, surely should be uh, also something that motivates you. So to go to twobroketumbos.com forward slash donate for just $5 a month, you can be a Two Broke Tumbos patron and uh, have access to all that. Uh, join uh, direct access to Phil and myself in our WhatsApp group where we discuss these things. And uh, also, uh, hopefully we can give you some things that you like as well. Um, also, please like, share uh, the podcast, share, comment on it on whatever podcast uh, app you use. Just drop a comment, leave a rating, five stars if possible. 
or 10 out of 10 or whatever it is that you have on your podcast rating app. If you're using Apple, um, yeah, please do that as well because that helps to like, it, it helps the podcast to be shared to other people. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, we out cheer. Um, we will be at the Nama Awards this weekend. Either both of us or at least I will be. No, so we'll have I'll, a review I'll, of I'll that. Be I'll be there. Dope, dope, dope. So we'll have a review of that uh, next week and we'll let you know what the biggest award ceremony in Zim is going to be looking like and uh, what, how it turned out. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Anything else, Philip? No, that's pretty much it. I think we covered all bases. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to sign out with a brand new song from Nyasha David. Um, the song is called Kachest Ke Love. And uh, it's featuring, uh, let me just confirm. Kate Chaps yeah. and, Vo- and Vault Stan. Jeez Louise, dad doesn't know anything. Cha- Kate Chaps and Vault's JT. Yeah. <sighs> this guy. This guy. And uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. We out. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. Disclaimer before we begin. International. Sensitive enough, cause I'm not that tough. Catch just get love, catch just get love. Dine hanandete, catch just get love. Tower and let's be dense, catch just get love. Are you sensitive yeah. enough? Cause I'm not that hey. tough. Catch just get love, catch just get love. And I can tell you for a fact, I'll shy it gets fun up. I'm the type of guy who's always gonna be there for ya. But to kapanya moyo angu irivent ne drama. So can you be my peace, my darling? Puku time is so steady, boy. That I phone when I call, I'ma keep on falling. And I'm a fan, I feel lonely. Yeah, and this is being a bad, I promise you reward, man. Hey, see, I'm a street, I'm not fit to an emuro. Catch us, kill up, catch us, kill up. Dine hananete, catch us, kill up. Tower and his videte, catch us, kill up. Are you sensitive enough? Cause I'm not that tough. Catch us, kill up, catch us, kill up. Dine hananete, catch us, kill up. Tower and his videte, catch us, kill up. Are you sensitive G-G. enough? Cause I'm not that tough. Okay, catch us, kill up. Ever since you came and jammed above, not nice, sir, and you cut it up. Andy, so keep a tin, like a dark bar up. Did you put that up? And all the most of these people have a sad bag on visits that you get what you give. When I am going to ease her, then tomorrow she leaves, yeah. When I am a pressure for this deal, she gon' leave. So, so she don't get a disparate. That was a scene.
Claro que ese picture I'm Bible, then pass the pillow Claro que ese phone palado, cause luego nos opinzira Oga fitu ane chila ane mfesa ningenin Oga fiti razon siya wa pisa kufrenin Oga fiti razon siya wa pisa Sana nda ukleni, on kanga nisa chest Chest ya mwabi roja, nina titi masoni Azuku tren Kasmochester, I got to go push, 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 push